Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. So we have a special segment today. I am sitting down live with Miss Fiona Horn. Oh my God, I'm touching you, Tanya. <laughs> there is full contact going on here. This is not a virtual interview. After four years. <laughs> uh, so we are sitting down um, post-Hexfest. I think we're tired, but mm. we're eating a yummy breakfast of empanadas and a little fancy sucre desserts. Divine. So good. And we so just wanted to like... Hop on and say hi and do a little special thing, like, just for you guys, just for the little Witch Daily Show fam. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, Miss Fiona Horn is one of the world's most respected witches, and I can attest to that. She is the author of 14 best-selling books on modern witchcraft. It's actually 15 now. 15. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yes. Plus the 16th, it isn't published yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, she has done books on modern witchcraft over two decades. And, yeah, her work has had a generational impact on the modern witch. And I would agree. You had a big impact on me. And I don't know. I don't know if I would, like, fully be here if I didn't see you when I was, you know, like, 14 on TV. Oh. So I... um That was Mad Mad House. Mad Mad House, that, yes. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. One of the very first reality shows when they were really re- reality. They just marked us up and off we went. I <laughs> loved it. it. It still holds up. I think you can still watch on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, But it, it, it was such a... I loved it. It was such a good show. Uh, but you... But the reason we were talking today is you have your second Oracle deck, Dark Magic, uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that and, like, why dark magic and uh, why you're doing that right now in your life? Mm. Well, when I finished swallowing my <laughs> absolutely divine spinach and artichoke empanada, which is one of my favorite flavor combos, um, I created Dark Magic Oracle with a, a subheading, Reveal the Light Within. So something I wrote in my very first book over 30 years ago was a chapter called It Has to Be Dark to See the Stars. And as a young woman, I was looking at the world and the challenges in the world and in my life as a dark environment, but that's necessary in order to see a star or many stars. And that the darker it is, the better the opportunity to see the stars. So this deck reflects that wisdom, which is in our darkest, most shadowed moments are our great, uh, potentially our greatest points of inspiration, divine inspiration. You know, and it challenges us to work and, and to proceed forward in our lives, whether that's mentally, spiritually, and physically, from a place of not so much desperation, but inspiration. That's that's what we can re- reveal to us when we dive into the dark. So this deck is very much about exploring those more, I guess, inconvenient emotions, um, hard to categorize feelings and attitudes and thoughts, and allowing yourself to freely explore the uh the realms of the shadow within you because that's that's I think where even as a you know in, in the world especially in in you know the environment that you and I live in Tonya and I'm sure you'll listen most of your listeners are in you know we're in this kind of western environment that's um there's a lot of distractions there's a lot of heavy 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 
presence of digital technology, which is really a whole other universe that we're all navigating in this very uh, deliberate and, and kind of like we feel like we're obligated to way. And it's almost the opposite of what the natural core of our practice is as witches, being that we honour nature is sacred and we venerate that. But we are part of that natural world and what we're creating in the worlds where we're choosing to interact with each other in, especially with your wonderful podcast. This is a this is a product of that digital virtual realm. So, but it's a lot of stuff. I mean, content witches, yeah, we know. Witches, yes. We've got the new content witch coven happening here in <laughs> New Orleans after Hexfest 2023. But I guess to wrap it up, I just want to um, offer that this Oracle deck is, if you're if you're wanting to dive deep into those darker emotions and those difficult uh, experiences in your life, even, you know, this deck is appropriate, I would I would also offer for teenagers and young adults mm. and also adults working on their inner child. A lot of that really dark stuff in us we think is actually who we are, but it's conditioning. It's, it's, it's survival um, modes. Uh, it's survival uh, equipment that we've, stack, we've stacked onto ourselves to manage or handle difficult experiences in our younger years and um this deck kind of helps you navigate that too so that all the content in it all the inspiration for it comes from that intention it's funny something i thought about when you said when you were um talking about you know the the hard feelings and stuff like that is something i've noticed more and more especially over the last year um i'll be sitting somewhere and i just have this like epiphany or this intense emotion or these intense feelings and it kind of dawned on me and it was also while I was uh, working on this um, book where basically the character had an extraordinary moment it was a life-changing part of self-development and magic and I wrote to the author and I said oh it's making me really sad that she's all alone when she's experiencing this. Mm. But then I realized we're always alone mm -hmm. when we have our biggest moments, mm -hmm. our biggest sense of internal epiphany, darkness, sadness, um, even those good, dark, uh, decadent mm. feelings. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all alone. Mm -hmm. And I something about that um, when you were talking about this deck kind of uh, reminded me of Struck that feeling. That. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, that's that actually is... Uh, offers also another really uh, intentional point of me when I created this deck was that, and I did it with the Magic of You Oracle too, my first Oracle that came out 2019. That was Unlock Your, in, your, your, un, unlock your Hidden Truths. So I've been creating these oracles with this goal to sort of dive into sort of a realm where we don't sort of deal with it on the surface every day, but it's bubbling there underneath. And um, it is that card, it's the cards that you can pull for yourself. I mean, I, I've read tarot for over 30 years and I still read the same deck that I was gifted back in my early witch days and, and you know, stepping onto the path of divination as one of my uh, tools of, of practising my craft. And so I was gifted my first tarot deck and that's the same one I have. I've never deviated from it. And the oracles, however, I will pull a card or two to clarify aspects of the tarot always at the end. I pull one as a touchstone after the reading. And then I think with this deck, you could just this is a car this is a deck designed for yourself you know you can read it for others however um i hope that it's like that its deepest applicable use would be uh to have it as your own light that you shine on your path and in the booklet that comes with it i mean it's quite a big booklet by 
card standards. I mean, it's small in size. It's the same size as the cards, but it's there's over, like there's a lot of words, and I think it's 25,000 words from memory. Um, the text is the font's a little small to fit all the words in, <laughs> but it's um there is the ritual and or and or a spell, and then daily practice with each card as well. So, for example, you know, funnily enough, I just happen to flick open to the magic card. You are blessed, and I'm reading it from the book, and so it's the lucky card. Magic says that it's time to weave your spell on the world and let it experience your unique magic. Your inner powers are aligned with celestial energies, and you are empowered to enchant everything you touch. Does this sound far-fetched right now? If so, remember that how you perceive reality is the key to how empowered you can be within it. The person on the card weaves a pentagram cat's cradle. They have the skills and divine ability to weave magic. And there's some other meanings associated with this card. I love that I just flicked the book open randomly <laughs> and this is the card I fell on. It's the cover of the Oracle deck and it's the card I pulled for the group at my workshop yesterday um, or the day before yesterday. So this magic theme I think is coming through for me too. I'm definitely at a crossroads in my life and looking to sort of evolve into that next stage of my magical life. Um, but here's an example, the shadow work. When you have so much going for you, it's time to give something away. You can only be assured of having something if you can give it to someone else. The way to seal the magic around you is to identify a way it could help another. And then there's a share your magic ritual. And then the daily practice that's offered is to wear, there's three, always three with each card. Wear or carry amethyst to amplify your personal magic. Drink lemon balm tea with rosebuds to help radiate your energy. And then three, look for opportunities to help others, even in small ways. Continue to share your magic and goodwill so that you become a beacon to attract more of it to you. Mm. So that's an example of how a card explanation will flow. Um, but yeah, there's 36 cards in the deck. And the artist I want to I want to share is... Um, an amazing individual. I found him on Instagram by just searching for hashtag digital photography and just looking at all the results. And there was this one artist that really stood out to me, Jessabella, based in the Philippines, a young guy. His bio is at the back of the book. I can show Tonya because we're sitting next to each other. There he is. So Jessabella is a conceptual fine art photographer and self-portrait artist whose most tragic childhood memory is how his dreams got stolen at five years old. This led him to grow up not knowing what dreams are or really mean. Lost in that place of doubt, fear and anxiety, he found comfort in darkness and solitude and with his light he set forth to conquer his fear on a journey of rediscovering his dreams. He picked up anything that echoed the fragments of those dreams and shared every encounter so he could eventually build a library of beautiful tragedies made out of fear, heartbreaks, sadness and grief. And then breaking the stereotype of being a camera shy photographer, he puts himself in front of the camera to become a character in the story of his personal wonderland, a place where madness is applauded, darkness unveils its beauty and beauty manifests in the dark. This art of escapism has grown into a legacy of inspiring curious people who desire to dig deep into their craft and in their lives. Now, I didn't write that. Wow. He did. And that is um, Jessabella, who I discovered so-called randomly on Instagram, I believe it was definitely serendipitous magic. And being in the Philippines, he's grown up in a fairly um, sort of uh, very, very Catholic in the Philippines and there's a, a certain approach to certain ideas about certain things. But when we collaborated on the Dark Magic Oracle, I chose some of his existing art and then we also collaborated in creating some pieces together based on descriptions that I gave him. And even the cover is actually that I asked for this this divine feminine to be reaching through out of the dark into the light and then asked him to make a cat's cradle on the hands of the pentagram. So the 
This is Jess in every image. There are images that look like the divine feminine, the divine masculine, boy, girl, man, woman, and everything and all in between. So that's the that's the energy of the cards. Definitely venerating the divine feminine um, and the divine masculine. So I love that the cards uh, kind of carry that intentional uh, union. And I didn't know when I reached out to Jess that 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 was his journey, but it was so compatible to the journey I was on at the time I wrote these. I was writing them through a period of hardship and loss, but also great hope and, and great opportunity. And the cards reflect that, that, uh, that wisdom and energy. It's definitely a post-pandemic deck. It's, there's, there's cards called like masked and collective. Masked is like, are we still wearing masks? What are masks? You know, is it, is it the, the makeup we put on to hide ourselves? Is it the fact we're still wearing actually a mask, not because we're concerned about health, and we're concerned about people seeing us. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, there's some interesting kind of ideas around around that period. And then collective, you know, it's time to trust others. It's time to, time to gather together and see the good in others and, and unite. And so there's themes of that through the deck too to help lead us up out of those extraordinary years we shared as, as humanity. Something I really like uh, that you have with each card is the small practices because one of the questions we get most from our listeners I want to say since I started this podcast years ago to now one of the most common questions that I get is how can I practice every day or how can I find practice you know yes. and if you pull one of these cards every day and just take one yes. of those suggestions just yes. today wear the amethyst yeah today uh contemplate like yeah. what a way to kind of have that continuous magic. I'm so I'm so glad that you picked that up. And how funny I just opened the book to collective <laughs> one of the cards I was just mentioning, trust the goodness in others. And here's the daily practice offered here. Daily practice for the collective card. So if you've put for example, if you pulled that today, wear clothing in yellow and gold to radiate positive energy and approachability. So that might even just wearing be wearing a piece of yellow or gold, um, either fabric, jewelry, anything that reflects that color and that intention. Carry blue lace agate for trust. Drink licorice tea to relieve doubt and encourage conversation and stand close to others and smile. There's an extra one in there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So little daily practices that can, um, you know, and even the shadow work with the collective card, a ritual to promote positive collective consciousness and enhance trust. Ideally, you would do this ritual on a Thursday aligned with the planet Jupiter, which is associated with abundance and expansion, as well as faith, belief, and wisdom. It is an optimistic and supportive planetary energy. When seen in the night sky, which I've, I've become a very um, enthusiastic amateur astronomer and I have binoculars and telescope, I love looking at Jupiter. Jupiter's amazing. So Jupiter is a lot, because sometimes we have a really good telescope, you can see the moons. Mm. the full moons as well so jupiter is a large bright diamond in the sky that unites all in all so make an altar to jupiter featuring featuring four items that are any or all of these colors yellow indigo purple and white light a white candle gaze at your altar and call up experiences when you felt more than enough when you felt there was plenty of you to go around, when you felt abundant, optimistic, and social, know how they notice how these memories feel in your body, not just in your mind. Picture yourself in a group of people and say this mantra: "In perfect love and perfect trust, I open my heart and mind. Happily and easily, we shall be aligned." And that's a little mantra you can just kind of repeat. And so these are just little rituals to 
step into the wisdom of the card. Each one is is very different, you know, um, and yet all uh, inspired by the imagery and also the the messages that came through as I was writing. Because I was feel that whilst the Fiona vehicle, the Fiona vessel, has opinions, likes, dislikes, parameters, boundaries, but not enough boundaries of working <laughs> on that, uh, you know, all of that. There's also a divine consciousness that comes through, not from when I'm either writing, especially when I'm writing oracle divination oriented things, um, to a lesser degree when I'm writing my other books on practicing magic or my manifesto out of which certainly my autobiography, The Naked Witch, that came out 2017, I was not so much channeling divine inspirational wisdom there as much as you know sharing stories of my life and what I learned you know um hoping to be useful for others who read and hopefully are entertained by my journeys and my experiences but when I'm focused on divination and writing divination or oriented material it's coming mostly through me not from me so I'm guided to create these things and that's where um, I really enjoyed creating the daily practices because I had to work those out myself mm. what are the alignments in a daily accessible way that I would do myself and offer that. So do you think we could maybe pull a little card for our collective of listeners? Only if you shuffle them, darling. I okay. love that we're sitting next to each other and can actually do this. But yeah, make that noise. Shuffle those cards. <laughs> Beautiful. Shall I choose one for yes. the collective? Okay. So they've been firmly shuffled. And I'm just going to feel through the deck. You know, I'm feeling indicated just to take the top one. <laughs> so I will. Oh, I love this card. Okay, this is a really different card. It stands out if you, I'm just showing Tonya the the um, the scope of the art mm -hmm. and the colours. And then Dragonfly is the card we pulled. It was the final card in the deck, number 36, 3 and 6 and 9. 9 is multiplicity, magnification. We love the magic of the number 9. So Dragonfly, there is a deeper meaning. I'm going to read from the book because I want to just share, you know, as the wisdom is written here. I won't read all of it. I'll give it like a, a part of it. But there is a deeper meaning. So in this image, there is, there's Jess there and he's wearing red ro a red robe. His lips are red. He's holding a, a, a vial, a glass jar of red liquid with a dragonfly perched on his finger. It's a very beautiful evocative card in predominantly white, misty, cloudy background with multiple jars with herbs and flowers, all with that red liquid floating above his head. That's the visual description. Um, a dragonfly perches on the person's finger as they gaze unsurely upon it, drawn to its prehistoric beauty but still hesitant, as alluring as it is. Dragonflies are ancient insects that have roamed our planet for more than 300 million years. When dragonfly appears, it's a reminder, and this is for the listeners, so everyone listening, we're, we're united in this wisdom. When dragonfly appears, it is a reminder that part of you is timeless. And while the true nature of existence is something that may not feel important right now, you're stepping into an understanding of the deeper meaning of life. Dragonflies spend only a fraction of their brief lives as dragonflies. They spend most of their lives as nymphs, they, which are like cocoons similar to the butterfly mm. kind of, kind of uh, chrysalis. 
They spend most of their lives as nymphs. They represent rapid change and can indicate great highs. You may have recently experienced a newfound freedom or boost that is exhilarating. This card encourages you to be fully present, anchored and grateful in the moment to enjoy it as much as possible. Changes can be rapid at this time, right now. Even though changes can feel disruptive, they will be for the best. So this is actually a card that indicates the changes are good. The changes are correct and to trust the changes. So either a transformation is coming, you're in the middle of it right now, or you're emerging from it. And if you feel confronted, that's okay. This will pass and you will have some major insight into the creative nature of your body and soul and a little bit more wisdom. Consider that a dragonfly can fly sideways, stop in midair, hover and even fly backwards, almost faster than the human eye can follow. When this card is drawn, you are being reminded to cultivate your adaptability. We think of speed as something as fast as a TikTok video stream, but nature will always be more amazing than what humans can create. How interesting mm. that we started that discussion. <laughs> Even in this looming age of AI, the key to remaining relevant in life's scheme is to never forget your ancient natural roots. And then there's the red liquid in the jars is actually symbolic about the blood in our veins, our organic origins. The shadow work, everyone, is to do sigil magic with a dragonfly image. So light a blue candle and burn dragon's blood incense. And if you can't get dragon's blood incense, any incense. So the, the, the act of devotion when it comes to scent and the element of air being represented by smoke is definitely scents have certain attributes, of course. But if you don't have dragon's blood incense, I don't want you to not do this ritual. Just light some incense and, and tap into that sense of scent, like the breath of the gods, and then air being represented, which is change, being represented by the smoke. Um, so burn the incense and draw a dragonfly on your body using pen, paint, or waterproof makeup. If you're not a gifted artist, find a drawing in a book and trace it with stencil paper or just get one of those stick-on tattoo things. Think about embodying a dragonfly's qualities of transformation, strength, and adaptability as you state this charm. Dragonfly, I honor thee. Your ancient presence inspires me. So dragonfly, I honor thee. Your ancient presence inspires me. Daily practice, three things. Carry rainbow fluorite, which reflects the beauty of a dragonfly's wings in the sun. Drink ginseng tea with honey to enhance your skills of adaptation. And court dragonflies and pay attention to them. If one lands on you, it's good luck. So there you go. Are we having the longest? I love that. Are we having the longest witch daily that's ever been? Or are you going to edit this down? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll I don't see. Know. There have been some long ones. <laughs> um, but we're actually just finishing up our current deck that we're using for our daily card pool, which is the Buffy Tarot. Oh, sad. Uh, so I'm so excited. So, like, we're just going to do yours next. Oh, my gosh. So I'm can, so honored. Yeah. Thank you. So we could just dig in. Oh, wow. There'll be lots of exploration. And then, yeah, you'll be able to offer those daily practices with each card. So that'll oh. be awesome. They'll love that. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Fiona's actually leaving me with nine decks uh, that she's going to sign. And uh, we're like the only people right now mm -hmm. on this whole earth who has signed copies of these. Uh, and she is wonderful enough to uh, let us have them. So that's super exciting. So I'm I'll make sure to grateful like to, um, to be on your amazing podcast and also to share the space with your wonderful community because I know you're all very passionate and devoted and have grown over time mm -hmm. together. So I just love that. And I love um, 
that that we can do this because we're actually sitting in the same town, oh the same continent. I mean, I'm very nomadic, as you know, you know, and and in my other life, I fly airplanes and travel around and go to Egypt and go all over the world and places. So all the alders. Um, so I'm just so happy that we've been here together and had such a magical weekend full of so much quality time. It's Me been too. amazing, and then I get to sign sign the decks for your wonderful people. So yes. And I get to eat. I have been saving the sucre cakes. I mean, oh my <laughs> gosh, you should see these. There's a yellow donut with a oh crystallized little. It actually looks like dragons. Oh, I'm a, oh my gosh, we don't have to carry fluorite today because we're about to eat glitter. There is, and that's internalizing the essence of the dragonfly <laughs> and, the, and that fluorescent rainbow sheen on its wings. Eat some glitter. That's actually dust. It's like cake glitter, I guess. It's dusting the cakes. But that's an example. Of how even when you can have a bit of fun and have a little giggle and go oh, meeting glitter and that's but intentional. Mm-hmm. What if I actually was to really intentional that and visualize intentional intentionalize that if that's the right word I don't know. But what if I was to actually honor that with intention and go okay, what do I see when I see a, dra- a dragonfly when its wings move in the sun? There are these beautiful ra- there's a rainbow sheen to its body and its wings and that's its evolution. That's its best expression of its divine inherent beauty and destiny. That's what it comes into. That's what it's destined for. When it's a little brown nymph, it's going to become that. So if we were to actually imbibe the glitter with a sense of stepping into and allowing our, our own dragonfly wings to emerge, then and our ability to hover, to stop, to maneuver, to go forward, to go backwards, to understand adaptability, to understand that we live in this very fast life now, even as people drawn to magical practice and the natural world and stepping out, putting our feet on the earth, all that good stuff, we're still always, always, um, wrapped up with technology hence the alarm went off to remind me i've got to get in a uber right now and get to the airport but before i do before i leave beautiful tiny space i think uh, we will imbibe some glitter and it will be to embody that uh that intentionally to to embody that uh essence of evolution that allows us to be adaptable and honor our ancient source roots and uh enjoy our lives because that's why we do all this, isn't it? To just find a way to love, be grateful. Uh, first of all, love ourselves, be grateful for ourselves. In fact, we're still here kicking on and making the best of everything we can and then sharing that with others. That's really, I think, what the craft of the witch, it's one of its loveliest gifts is to explore that those aspects of it. So we're going to get you in your Uber. Um, but can we're we gonna eat have, first? Yes, we're going to eat. Okay. Um, so we will um, have links to these decks in our link tree, witchpod.com. I'll also post it on Facebook group. We only have nine, uh, but I'm so excited that we get to be doing this today. So that is cheesecake, and this is white raspberry. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wing mm. Oh, my goodness. This is so nice, and there's a shortbread crust at the bottom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, Take one more deep breath and have a great day. Wow.
and yellow and pink, you know, yellow is inspiration mm. and pink is love mm. and heart energy. I'm making a terrible mess here. It's hard to crunch through the, the cheesecake bit. Mm. Oh, so you know what I was thinking? Mm. I've had so many people tell me that like I should do a Lenormanda. Mm. But I was like, if I did, it would have to be perfect. Mm. I love the idea of like this type of photography. That's mm, so good. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know? I mean, yeah, that would... Um, oh, my God, that's, this is the last mouthful. I'm going for inspiration. Mm. 